Hello and welcome to Unprofessional, the podcast that looks at amateur football and gives it the most amateur coverage possible. Now today, today's a sad day. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Firstly, I'm very sorry that I did not cover the last two weeks of uh, uh, of, of 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 amateur football. Secondly, I'm I'm sad. I'm very very sad because something has happened in the low league of Spanish football that is all too common, that is all too real, that is all too tangible, and yet nothing happens about it. So that's something I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about that today, but it's very sad. And thirdly, I'm I'm confused and. I'm confused because it turns out that we as humans ref- refuse to change in the sense that we refuse to challenge. We refuse to challenge the status quo. We, f- we refuse to uh, modify ourselves in terms of uh, human be- behavior. We refuse to... Uh, What's the right word? We refuse to adapt. We refuse to look at the look at what's actually right and try and reach that goal. Instead, we try and we, we restrict ourselves into the into this kind of whirlpool of uh, what I like to call this the cycle of doing something wrong over and over. Over and over and over again. As you can see, my voice is breaking because today there, there's there's a lot of bad news. There's it's it really sums up amateur football. Uh, but there's it it is news and it has to be talked about. So let's do it. Um, I'm not sure I'm actually ready to do this. Uh, but I, okay, I will try. So for, firstly, um. There is a there is a law in uh, Spanish football that you have to uh, if you if you play professional football so that's a first team, uh, so a first division club or a second division club you have to convert into an SAD or a public, uh, limited company, uh, Sociedad uh, Anomina Deportiva. Now, it was there was it was it was this law was made in good with good intentions. It was made so that companies were more uh, viable in terms of the money they spent. What actually happened was that clubs that didn't have uh, that didn't have the money uh, compared to the top teams had to actually uh, suffer for no fault of their own because of absurd rules such as you have to have enough capital, you have to have uh, uh, even if you have no debt you have to have a certain amount of capital. It's it was complicated and it was poorly executed, and one of the f- victims of that is uh, a team I'm going to talk about today. You know, uh, in today's day and age, we've seen it before. We, you know, you have Recreativo uh, as an example. You know, historic teams just just struggling to even exist. And there's another team that's in the fourth division and is suffering. You know, recreative over in the third division. This is a fourth division team, uh, a former La Liga team, uh, and they're on the brink of disappearance. And that's why I'm so sad because, uh, 
you know this is it's it's just too frequent an occurrence like in the same year as Recreativo almost got a business you've got Castellon CD Castellon of all the teams CD Castellon now just to let you know the they were founded in 1922 they uh they have finished 5th in La Liga they have had uh, Vicente del Bosque as a player they have uh been in the final of the Copa del Rey this is a team uh, that has graced the likes of uh uh, like I said, Vicente del Bosque. Uh, then you've got uh, Pichi Alonso. You've got uh, Leonardo Ulloa, who I think is now at Leicester, if I'm not wrong. Then Emilio Ensue. Uh, then uh, Gaisca Mendieta, also. Uh, just, just so many famous players. And... You know, just just looking at their board situation, it, it it it's 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 a sad it's a sad state of affairs. So, in the 2010-2011 season, they were they were freshly relegated to the third division, uh, and then they finished tenth in a twenty-team league. But because they didn't play their they didn't pay their players, they were relegated to the third to the fourth division. Sorry. Now, uh, this was in 2011. They've been there ever since, uh, and uh, they, uh, as of last year, so that's um, that's I think 2014, 2014, the, They have unpaid employees, uh, which includes the first team squad. It includes the coaching staff. Uh, in this season, they've already had delays in payments for some months now. The current board, which is chaired by uh, David Cruz, um, they, it has been questioned, but there have been no results. And that, and then this something that happened on Wednesday uh, that that happened uh, at the beginning of the month, which I didn't talk about, but now nah, it's a good time to talk about it now. Uh, the the board decided without the coach's permission, so this is. Uh, you know, Frank Castello is the coach. So the board decided, without without even talking to the coach, they just told the coach, you know, three players, one of them uh, is actually one of the four captains of the team, uh, will not be will not be playing in the squad, in, in the team any longer. They'll be released. Now, these players are Alberto Ramos, Bor- Borja Gomez, and Arturo. And Arturo is a is the one of the four captains. Now, firstly, I do want to talk about the fact that this, uh, that the, you know, the, firstly, this was done uh, without the consent of the coach. Secondly, this, uh, this, of course, created locker locker room division. And then to top it all out. To, you know, top it off. Sorry, uh, Saul Sway, who is uh, the uh, sporting director, uh, decided to issue a statement saying that the decision was regrettable, and then demanded a correction. 
Then uh, the both said no. And so just think about that for a minute, yeah? And I know this is this is a very unstructured rant. Rant, rant, oh God. It's unstructured, but they, just think about that for a minute, yeah? Your, your job as a footballer, which earns you your library, your livelihood, your bread and your bread and your f- the food on your table comes from this profession. You're not being paid because the board, uh, the club doesn't have money, but also because you're not technically a part of the club, even though the sporting director, who's technically in charge of player management, uh, says that you are. Just think about the situation you are in a minute, and then think about the fact that this is that there are now players in the club who are rightfully playing uh, for the club that are doing well, uh, doing well in the sense that they're they're employed, they're not being frozen out like these three players are, and they're still not being paid. It, you know, th- this 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 story has an all too familiar ending, and you know, unless the board resigns or something mirac- miraculous happens or they start, decide to sell, sh- sell shares or do a funding campaign, you know, like Abar or like Recreativo or like, um, I think, was it, was it not Girona who did a, a similar thing? But basically the point I'm trying to get to is this, the, the, this is just too, 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 all, you know, all too common but the fact that it's happening with such a historic team like Castellon, a team that's been in the Copa del Rey final, a team that has Vicente del Bosque as one of their players, former players, Pichi Alonso, Gaisca Mendieta. You know, it It just shows like how much mismanagement happens in, uh, in, in the small clubs of Spain, just how much, uh, how much improvement needs to be done in the sense that... How, that there needs to be a radical reform of how much power, uh, um, how much power a board has, and also in the sense that how much power a board has in terms of spending, because there there just seems to be more money, no money in this. Also, perhaps more importantly, how to restructure the league so that uh, so that there's not a lack of uh, resources for clubs. So there, there has to be whole scale reform, but until that happens, you know you've got cases like this, and it 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 saddens uh, me because these are clubs with genuine history. These are clubs with with some emotional attachment to some club. Now, the reason I'm sad, even though I'm not really a Castellon fan, is this this could easily happen to Rio. This could, which is my club, it could easily happen to any other club, and any other fan could be going through the same thing. And it's there's not nothing more for me to say other than the fact that it there has to be whole skill reform in the sense that uh, you can't you can't expect the league can't expect to pay no money and at the same time expect that the clubs run function you know run smoothly it's just not going to happen. But I'm going to move on from that news because it's really depressing. Um, I'm. It seems like there's just really bad news, but I'm going to move on to the good one, just to lighten the mood a bit. Uh, Paco Peña. Uh, if you don't know who he is, that's okay. Um, he is a player for Hercules. And he 
recently reached 600 professional games uh, as uh, a footballer. So I uh, just want to say congratulations because uh, he is um, he's reached 600 games, which is kind of it's 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 just a big thing. It's a big deal. It's a lot of games. Firstly, uh, uh, I just want to let you know he is uh, 38 years old. He's left back. Um, he did play in that uh, uh, in that infamous uh, two 0 win against Barcelona, uh, uh, which I think which I he did an interview with the with AS, uh, which is the Sports Daily, and he he did say about say that that was his kind of his favorite game. Uh, apart from that, what else can I say? Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much it, basically. Just one. He's V600 games, so congratulations. Uh, yeah, just back to the bad news, really. I did talk about the. F wow, this is such an unstructured uh, episode, but I, like, there's so much bad news, and I don't want to. Uh, talk about it but I do have to because it is important uh, now some of you might know this some of you might not uh, Cultural e Deportiva Leonesa now this is a club that uh, you know raised a lot of, of eyes because of uh, their tuxedo kit you might, have, you might remember that well what you might have lost track of uh is the fact that they were taken over by the Aspire Academy, which is yes, that is the Qatar Oil, uh, you know, playing its part in Spanish football. But well, what I did want to talk about actually was the fact that they are signing two more Qatari players. So yay, um, Abdullah, Abdullah Abdul Salam and Tarek Salman will be playing. Uh, we'll, we'll start training with uh, the with the with the club, so I think they're under nineteen players for Qatar, and they're from the Aspire Academy, uh, which is basically owned by the Qatari government, and that is actually the uh, the academy for which Xavi, uh, of course, Barcelona player, uh, was the ambassador for. So yeah, that's all the bad news from the men's side of things, but. There is, there is, there is good news. Now it's not, uh, it's not on the men's side of things. It's on the women's side of things. But before I get there, uh, I did not miss out on a story. Uh, obviously this is like post editing and stuff. Oh, well, I don't really edit much, but this, the, the, I realized this that I hadn't covered it before, and so that's what I'm gonna do right this instant. Uh, there was a fight. No surprises there. Uh, it was a fight against uh, uh, Badajoz and uh, Amanecer, which are their set of clubs. They play in Group 14, if you're keeping track. And uh, in the 87th minute, the match had to be abandoned. Uh, it was 0-2 uh, in, uh, uh, in uh, uh, Amanecer's favor. And the match was abandoned because of fighting between the two clubs. I think three players, three three spectators were actually injured, uh, and uh, the tensions got pretty pretty uh, 
like they, they got to a boiling point because like if you see the footage and I'm actually staring at it right now like it is it's fu- it's both funny and uh, seriously like it's uh, and serious in the sense that it, it could have been very 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 uh, wrong it could have gone very very wrong although it is kind of funny to watch uh but yeah, let's 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 move away from that because there's some really really good news in the women's football side of things, which is always very nice to hear. Now I do want to talk a bit about ex- uh, Extremadura. So this, you know, if you look at the 19, well, the 17 uh, autonomous communities in Spain plus the two uh, autonomous cities, which is Melilla and Ceuta, but let's not count them right now. One of them is Extremadura. Now, Extremadura is one of the biggest ones. It's one of the biggest autonomous communities, but it's not really well represented in on the football side of things. So you had Extremadura, uh, you know, the football club, then CP Merida, and uh, though, but those two clubs disappeared, and it, you know, there was no, there was no club to represent them in the top flight. However, in the women's league, Santa Teresa are. Uh, representatives of Extremadura. Now, the reason I'm saying this now and not before is because uh, the the representatives of Extremadura have actually called the club the pride of the of the autonomous community, which is extremely good. Which kind of highlights the fact that it does not have to be a male team that is the pride of a region; it can be a women's team as well. So uh, it doesn't seem like a big step in the right direction, a big step in, in, in the right direction, but it really is. And the fact that uh, Santa Teresa uh, or Teresa are actually doing really well in the sense that they're above Rayo Vallecano. Uh, uh, it's, it's painful to say that, but, you know, kudos. They are, uh, you know, they are doing really well. They, they haven't won a single game in the last five matches, uh, which has seen them drop to eighth. But other than that, they've like their, their start of the season was genuinely uh, is was genuinely really 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 good. So do keep an eye out for them. Uh, uh, there's not really much to say in, in that regard. Uh, but you know, it's it's nice. It's it's nice to have uh, uh, like the 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 state kind of come up and say, yeah, this is our club. This is the club that represents us and uh, it's 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 nice to see that you know there's a shift in thinking there's a shift in uh the way uh we we perceive uh, football as being an, an inclusive sport not just a sport for men uh more than that uh the the budget for the club has also increased because you know the because of the of the attention it has received so from 200 five thousand pounds to four hundred no not pounds euros sorry two two hundred five thousand euros to four hundred thousand euros so uh you know all i can say is good luck to santa teresa uh do represent extremadura and hopefully uh they do well this season because they they look to be a really strong team to be to be honest with you uh apart from that uh there wasn't uh, a case of sexism uh during uh, one of the matches, the a referee was actually sex uh, had uh, well said said something that I do not want to say on this uh, on this podcast to uh, 
uh, to, to, to a, women's, a women's player. They're, so not going to talk about it here. But it's, it's uh, I, you know, I don't want to cover this too much because there's not too many details that have been released. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's disheartening to see sexism. But it's nice to see, like, people calling him out. It's nice to see the fact that, uh, you know, that this kind of uh, uh, discrimination is being called out. So just a brief, uh, you know, dose of reality there. But I do want to get back to something. Now, most, if you look at most clubs, look uh, look at most women's clubs, uh, they're, they're pretty much, uh, they were set up independently and then they were bought by the men's teams to kind of represent them. It's like this season... Uh, Deportivo bought or- Orthan uh, to uh, Orthan SD. Is that the full form? I'm not sure. But uh, they, Deportivo bought them uh, to become the De- Deportivo women's team. Now, to me, it would be stupidity, borderline stupidity, to kind of you know go through the leagues so to set up a new team to and then you know start from the bottom up. But if you can count on one team being absolutely crazy, that team has got this. And so, instead of calling them out and saying, oh, why did they do this? Um, you know, all I can say is hats off. Like, it takes real... Uh, maybe cojones is not the right word, but it it it, it just shows how much pride Cardiz uh, take in, uh, you know, in uh, in the sport whether it's for men or it's for women, in the fact that they don't care about which league they play in, they don't care about the money, they don't care about, uh, uh, you know, they, they don't care about the results, but they do care about the fans. So, you know, they have they have the one of the most lax, I won't say lax, but one of the most permissive, most open alcohol policies in their stadiums. And because of popular demand, they set up a women's football team, uh, at the absolute, absolute bottom, uh, you know, the the absolute, like the literally the the servants' quarters. Uh, if I'm get this is a downtown Abbey reference, but like at the absolute bottom of the league. So this is the second regional Andalusian, uh, Andalusian division. Um, all I can say, hats off. Do, do do it the proper way to go through each and every league. It's, it's 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 really is amazing. So um, I hope Cadiz reached the the you know the first division. Uh, there it's a lot of divisions to go through, but I hope it happens just because of the story that it'll it'll be. So uh, Cadiz, hats off, and uh, good luck. Uh, but yeah, but that's pretty much it from my side as far as the uh, news is concerned on the amateur leagues. Uh, there was lots of bad news in the in the men's uh, department, but in the women's department, thankfully, there was something to kind of balance out the episode because, you know, a sad episode is not what everyone wants. So, uh, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, check out 19spains.com. Twitter handle is at 19spains. Check out all the other segments. Check out the previous week's episodes. Check out the blog, which is the, the Segunda File blog. Uh, And if you've done all that and you've been uh, a very, very loyal fan, then I will see you next week.